0: God put this Word on my heart at the start of this year, and I've I've preached it around the world in different places, but um, I I just feel like I haven't preached it enough, and so I'm just looking for opportunities to preach this Word, because this is a powerful thing that God ministered to me, and uh, what I'm saying today is not theories, this stuff has worked in my life, set me free, and just... And, and so I want to share it with you guys today. Amen. God showed me a scripture at the, towards the end of last year. And uh, it, just, it, it just blew my mind. It set me free as I meditated on that scripture. And I want to share that scripture with you today. And it's, it's like it just, it just leapt off the page. And it just slapped me in the face. And I was like, how come I've never seen you before? I thought know? so the Holy Spirit added that in like 2,000 years later. It's like, how could, how could I be 41 years old and just never have seen this scripture in my life? It's like, I'd read it many times. I'd just never seen it. And it just, you ever had that experience? The Word of God just leaps off the page and it just, it like, it like does some parkour off, off, the, off, the, off, the, off the page and just lands on your face. It's like, dish, 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 dish. You're like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> All right, so dominion over sin. And, uh... <clears throat> You know, I'm a grace preacher, (laughs) preach the wonderful grace of God, never apologize for that, preach it boldly, Uh, it's all Jesus, it's all Jesus and uh, you know as a grace preacher you'll uh, get accused of preaching a license to sin, I'm sure numbers of you have been accused of preaching a license to sin and I think some people need us to be preaching a license to sin, they actually want us and they hope that we are preaching a license to sin. Because then they can just discredit our message. because they they, they're trying to undermine this message, because that's what religion does. It doesn't like freedom and truth, so it wants to stop it. And so one of the ways they do that is just lying about you, and, and it's like they want us to be preaching license to sin. But actually, the true grace of God isn't a license to sin. And, and uh, I've been accused of preaching a license, because we believe in stuff like eternal security, total forgiveness of sins, and it's, oh, it's just a license to sin and uh, often I'll laugh I just when I hear that stuff I just laugh they, they just haven't followed my ministry at all because probably 75% or 50 to 75% of what I say is speaking about victory and dominion over sin and, and living from your new nature Live, walking in the spirit Bible says that he who walks in the spirit will not gratify the desires of the flesh it's just that's what happens when you walk in the spirit and uh, so I just, I just laugh at it and um and so, if uh, today I want to preach about a license to overcome sin. And so, <laughs> and so if, if people are, uh, you know, if you hear them accusing me of preaching a license to sin, say, oh, you've you got to get this message of Ryan Rufus dominion over sin. You should listen to it. You'll probably get set free. Probably get set free from sin. Because religious people love sinning, they love to sin. They just love sin, they just hide it. <laughs> they just hide it really well. Like the Pharisees that brought out the woman caught in adultery. Oh, let's stone her. What are you going to do? We should stone her. Like as though they were so against sin. Except they're the ones that set the woman up. Because she was a prostitute and supposed to bring the man and the woman out. But they only brought the woman. It's like, where was the man caught in the act? It's like, I'm convinced he was a Pharisee. And they try to act so, so holy, holy so, so against sin. And Jesus said, he, he was without sin. You be the first to cast the first stone. And they all like walked away because they had sin in their life. That's right. That's right. Jesus just exposed their hypocrisy uncovered. They, they love sin. They did. They the Pharisees. They love sin. They were, they were filthy sinners. Yeah. Loving sin. Trying to act like they don't. Trying to act so holy. And uh, Jesus, he loves the sinner. Amen. He doesn't love sin. He loves the sinner and he just restored her, restored her dignity, restored that precious, that precious woman and gave her her dignity back. And then he said, go, woman. where are your accusers? They don't accuse you. Go your way and sin no more. It's like before we can hear, go and sin no more, we need to hear, neither do I condemn you. Amen. That's the grace of God. It's grace of God that teaches us to say No. To sin. And the church so often wants to go and preach, sin no more, sin no more, sin no more. Be holy, be holy, be holy. And it forgets to preach, neither do I condemn you. But that is the foundation. That's what we've been speaking about. It's the foundation for sinning no more. Amen. And so I, I, just, I just believe that we as believers can walk in dominion over sin. Um, amen. I, I just, I just believe that Jesus didn't go through everything he went through so that we could live a weak and defeated life, chained up and ensnared and in bondage to sin. I believe there is so much victory and power in the cross. I believe there's so much victory and power in the Holy Spirit, in our new reborn nature. We've got so much power available to us that you and I, we can walk in absolute victory and dominion over sin. I don't want to walk around feeling like a loser. I'm, I'm sick of that. I'm done with that. Amen. How many of you just want to walk around feeling like an absolute loser, uh, just hearing the chains? I've said a lot of people want to run after God, but they hear the chains of sin just rattling around and just holding them back and pulling them back so they can't walk in the will and the divine purposes of God. And I just decided I'm, I'm, I'm done with that stuff. i I'm, I'm had enough. Je- what Jesus did on the cross is enough to set me free and to cause me to live in victory and dominion and authority. Amen. I'm not a slave to my flesh. I'm a reborn spirit with the nature of God on the inside of me. I have a powerful nature on the inside of me. I have a powerful Holy Spirit on the inside of me. Amen. Amen. And so God showed me the Scripture at the end of last year. And I'm not not making out like I'm 100% free from sin. Okay. Any of you 100% free from sin? Anyone arrived yet? Just put up your hands if, if you've gotten total victory. You're 100% free from sin. Okay. Oh, Brad. Brad. Yeah. Mum. Yep, my wife. There, there are a few amongst us. The rest of us. And so I believe in a grace environment, we can be honest, we can be vulnerable. Amen. In a law environment, you've got a hard... They say if, if you're bleeding, don't swim with the sharks. You know, If you're in a legalistic, religious environment, don't tell people your struggles because they will eat you, destroy you, kill you, disqualify you. But in a grace environment, we can be quite honest. Brother, sister, struggling with some stuff. Can you help? Can you pray with me? Can you counsel me? Can you help walk me through this thing? Because I want to walk in victory and dominion in Christ. Amen? And so we can just relax this morning. No one's going to get exposed. <laughs> we can just relax. Amen. Amen. But I, I, was, I read the scripture and it leapt off the page. And then I started meditating on it for just days, weeks. And God had started showing me some things. And He showed me four steps to coming into dominion over sin. Four steps to coming into victory over sin. And I want to share these steps with you this morning. Now some of you might have had a different journey and it's happened a different way um, and that's, that's awesome this is just what God has shown me and this is how it happened for me and so I want to share it with you Okay? that sound good? the first, the first step is uh, promise I'll just give them to you quickly and then we'll go back and look at them a little bit more in depth first step is promise second step is perspective the third step Is place the fourth is plan? Okay, so you have to know the promise from God to you of your victory and dominion over sin. You have to know the promise, a lot of it's been speaking about already in this conference. So, you have to know the promise. Secondly, you have to come into the right perspective about the promise, about the truth. You have to come into the right thinking, the right perspective. Before you'll overcome sin. Thirdly, there is a place that you need to come to before you will actually overcome sin. And I want to tell you about this place, before you'll walk in dominion over sin. And uh, fourthly, there is a plan that you need to develop in order to be successful in this area. And a lot of grace churches, we actually neglect this fourth one, the plan. And, and we, we say the promise and the perspective, that's, that's enough. Well, for some people, that, that is enough. You know, that, that, that is enough. But for some other people, there's a plan. You've got to come up with a plan. And the plan actually puts, it takes all of the, the promise and the perspective and it actually puts it into a workable plan of success. How many know that God had a plan, a plan of salvation? How many know if you want to be successful, you need to have a plan? you're going to build a house, you better have a plan. Otherwise, that thing will fall down on you in the middle of the night. Amen. If you want to uh, become a doctor, you need to have a plan. I got to go and study at university. I got to go get um, internship afterwards. Uh, I, you know, I've got you've got this plan that you need to do. You don't just say, oh, "I feel like God's called me to be a doctor." Praise God. God's given me a prophetic word. I, I'm just going to meditate on that word and I thank him you know and then one day I'm just going to go and get a scalpel and start doing some surgery on people take out some organs and you know praise God God's call me to that I've I've heard the word no you you, you got to have a plan to put all of that calling and that word into practice into place amen the grace of God teaches us to say notice in it doesn't make us say notice in it teaches us how to say no to sin. So you've got to learn some stuff. You've got to put some stuff into practice, into place in your life. Amen? Yes. You guys with me? Yes. All right. So number one, the promise. We're going to read this scripture. Now, some of you may be tempted to think, oh, this sounds like it could be like a little bit of works and self-effort and, and uh, you know, h- uh, human willpower, all of that. Uh, let me just put your mind at ease. It's not. Okay, what I'm talking about today is learning how to access your reborn spirit and how to cause it to come into a place of dominion to rule over your body and your mind. Amen. It's how to take all of the truth that we've heard and to actually work it in our lives. Amen. It's like what Jeremiah was saying. You know, grace can paralyze people sometimes. We think, "Oh, it's all finished. It's all finished." No, no, no. Because of grace, we can do some things. Amen. Alright, so I want to read the Scripture. It's, it's 1 Peter chapter 4. Don't put it up just yet. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. 1 Peter chapter 4 in the ESV. If Did you manage to get? Excellent. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. Are you guys ready? Alright, let's put it up. See if you've, see if you've ever seen this before. Alright, it says, Since therefore Christ suffered in the flesh arm yourselves with the same way of thinking for whoever has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin what has ceased whoever has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin that just jumped off the page and just slapped me around a bit I was like I've read that but I've never seen that he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, is done with sin. And then the next verse, so as to live for the rest of the time in the flesh, while we're on this earth, living in, in the flesh, no longer for human passions, but for the will of God. So there is a way that we can live on this earth while we're still in the flesh, living For the purposes and the will of God, living in victory and dominion over sin, not restrict us and holding us back from living in the purposes of God. There is a way that you and I can do that if we know verse 1, if we understand verse 1. Since therefore Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves with the same way of thinking. For whoever has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. And so that is the promise to us. Right there, that's that's the promise. If those that have suffered in the flesh have ceased from sin, are done with sin, can have victory and dominion over sin. That's the promise right there. But but what does that mean? How do we understand that? What does that mean? It's like, like I, I hear the promise, I, I believe it, but what does it mean? The next thing, you've got to have the right perspective. What does that mean? It says, Since therefore Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves with the same way of thinking. Everybody say, arm yourselves. yourselves. With the same way of thinking, the same way of thinking, the the right perspective. We need to think a certain way. And so what what is this perspective? Well, it says, since therefore Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves with the same way of thinking. For whoever has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. So it says Christ suffered in the flesh. What does that mean? Christ suffered in the flesh. A little bit earlier in the previous chapter, it talks about Christ suffered once for all mankind at the cross when He died. That's when Christ, He died on the cross for us. That is when He suffered in the flesh. In fact, His flesh Died his flesh, died on the cross, and he died to sin. He became the sin of the world, took the sinful nature of of us, and he was crucified and died. His flesh died on the cross. And in the same way, it says, Whoever has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. So, the same way Christ has suffered in the flesh, we've also suffered in the flesh. Our flesh has been crucified with Christ, we died. With Christ, that old man, that old nature. Like Jeremiah says, we need to divorce ourselves from that old man and embrace the new man, who we really are in Christ. See, because our old man, our old fleshy man that was under the dominion of sin, under the power of sin, under the control of sin, that old man died with Christ. It died with Christ. And we've been raised up into a new life. Amen. And see, a lot of believers, they're letting something that is dead control them. Why? Because they believe the lie, that, that, that they still in the flesh, have the flesh, have the sinful nature, they, and, and, they, and the enemy lies to us, and he tells us, "Your flesh is so strong. Your flesh is so powerful. It's more powerful than your spirit, your flesh." And then he tells you that, that, that sin is more powerful than your flesh. And, and actually your flesh is so weak. Your flesh is so weak to sin. What can you do? You're just human. We buy into the lie that, that our flesh is so weak, that we are so weak. Oh, I'm just human. I'm just this weak little human and sin is, is so big and strong and what, what, can, I, what can I do? And I, and I want to say that that is a lie from the pit of hell. You are not weak. You are very powerful. You have a divine nature inside of you. Amen. And that flesh that controls us actually died. It no longer has control and dominion over you. You've been brought out of that dominion of darkness, of that old nature, of that old fallen state. You've been brought out of it and you've been brought into a new place in Christ, made alive in Christ. You were crucified with Christ. That old man that controlled you and enslaved you is dead. Amen? Amen? And when you realize that you have a new nature and that you have victory over sin and over your flesh, you'll realize your flesh doesn't have the power to control you and to make your decisions, but you have the power to control and make the decisions. Amen? Amen. And see, the only reason that we sin is because we allow our flesh to sin. Amen? Amen. We, allow, we allow our flesh to sin. That, that's the only reason. Because if you never allowed your flesh to sin, you would never sin. Do you know that? Because your spirit can't sin. Your spirit is perfect in Christ, it's reborn, has the nature of God. You, your spirit is seated in heavenly places in Christ. Your, 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 your spirit is created after the very nature of God in perfect righteousness and perfect holiness. Your, your spirit has been made of the very substance of God's righteousness and holiness. And God's righteousness and holiness is perfect. Amen. Hundred percent perfect. Your spirit can't sin. It's your your body and your mind, amen. That that we get tempted to sin. It's our flesh that gets tempted to sin. And then we we we, we think, oh our flesh is so weak and sin is so strong, and so what can we do? And so you know we give into sin. But if we would arm our mind with the right way of thinking, we would realize that our flesh is dead and it doesn't have control over us, it doesn't have power but our spirit, we've been made alive in Christ, have a reborn spirit and reborn nature and we are powerful in God and we have victory and dominion in Christ. When we realize that we will take dominion over our flesh And, and when you take dominion over your flesh, I'm telling you now you're done with sin. You're done. You're done with sin. I'm not preaching some holiness perfection thing. Amen. But we got to preach the Bible. Amen. There is victory. There is dominion. We can walk in it. We're not condemned to live the rest of my life. Oh, I'm just a weak human being. Oh, I just have, I'm just always going to have these change, these addictions, these struggles, these things. I just what can I do? No, we have got to change the way we think. We've got to repent from that thinking. Amen. Change the way we think. And live differently because of some things that we know. It says, arm your mind. And I love those words. There is a way that you can weaponize your mind. You can weaponize. You can make your mind a weapon against sin. You can weaponize your mind against the devil's attacks on your life to try to take you down some dead-end destructive road of sin. You can weaponize your mind, you gotta, you got to know the truth. you got to know the truth that Christ died. Just as Christ died, you died with Him. Your flesh died. No longer has control over you. No longer has dominion over you. and You've been raised up to, in Christ into new life to live a brand new life of victory and dominion in Christ. And you can arm your mind. I, I, I don't believe that we should walk around with a weak mind. I believe you and I can have a strong mind. I just determined God has given me the mind of Christ. God has given me, He hasn't given me a spirit of you know, fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. Amen. We can have a sound mind. We can have a strong mind that is armed against sin. So when sin tries to come and take us down these pathways of destruction, our mind is so strong, we can say, no, 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 I'm sorry. I know the truth. My spirit is alive. My spirit is in dominion. My spirit has victory. I say, no. To sin. Amen? See, if, if someone was going to break into your house, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I've been looking forward to preach this message in America, actually, because you guys all got guns. Y'all got guns. <laughs> Y'all got guns. I want to move to America so I can get some guns. It's just, that'll be fun. Do some hunting. Meat eater. It, watch that show on Netflix, Meat Eater. Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> Guns. I appreciate this around the rest of the world and doesn't quite work as well. But in America, it's going to work. It's going to work really good. Okay, so if someone's trying to break into your house, some, some evil person with a malicious intent, they're gonna, they want to rape your wife. They want to murder your children. Getting R-rated here this morning. Sorry about that. You guys can handle some of that. No, but they, they're breaking into your house. They've got malicious, evil intent to come and kill everyone and take everything that's in your house, just take everything that is valuable and precious to you. What are you going to do? Oh, I'm just so weak. Oh, what can I do? My flesh is so weak. I'm just, there's nothing I can do. No, no, no. You're going to arm yourself, right? You're going to get your shotgun. as as they're coming through the door with their murderous intent, they're coming through the door. Big hole in the chest. Dead. R-rated. Amen. Praise God. You're going to take them out. You're going to take them out. You're going to arm yourself. You're going to pick up a weapon. You're going to arm yourself and you're going to deal with them. Amen. Why? Because you've got power and authority and dominion. To do it. this is my house, it's my family, it's my wife, it's my children. Ain't no one gonna touch them. Amen. We need to take, we can weaponize our mind, arm our mind, arm our thinking. This is my life. God has called me to live a mighty, victorious life of destiny. I'm not gonna get taken out by sin, I'm not gonna go down some dead end road of destruction. Wants to destroy my destiny, wants to destroy my life. Not getting caught down. No, no, no. I've got dominion. What, what I've got is precious. I'm going to protect it. I'm going to arm my thinking. Amen. So when sin comes to knock on your door, you just sort that sucker out. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Feels good to preach that in America. Come on now. <laughs> It's just glorious truth. If you read Romans 6, we won't do it now. Romans 6, 1 to 14 talks all about this. Awesome truth. We have died with Christ together, united with Christ in His death. Baptized into Christ, united with Him in death and raised up together with Christ into new life to to live a new life. Just as Christ died to sin once, in the same way, consider yourself, reckon, think. Arm your thinking with the same way of thinking, just as Christ died to sin once. So you too also died to sin, that you might live for Him, live for God. Newness of life. Therefore, you can say no to sin. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body. You can say no to sin. You can exercise dominion and victory over sin. Sin is not so powerful. The devil is not so powerful. Your flesh is not so powerful. God is powerful. The cross is powerful. Your new nature is powerful. This Holy Spirit is powerful. You've got so much power available to you. And yet we buy into the lie. Sin is so powerful. The flesh is so powerful. The, the devil is so, it's rubbish. We have got victory. We've got authority. We can walk in dominion. And be done with sin, amen? Yeah, amen. Ryan, you're speaking like you've arrived. I, I, I haven't. Can ask my wife and my children. But I'm telling you now, I've, God has been bringing me into levels of just victory and dominion, especially over this this last year. And I just, I've been thanking God probably every day. Just Thank you, God. I can't believe this. So good. God, you're so good. Your truth, your word, what's happened is so good. The power of what has happened to us, in us, through us is so good. It's like, thank you, God. I can't believe it. It took me 41 years to figure this stuff out. It's like, why? Why 41 years? Some of you came into it earlier. Some of us later, some never. do. just live the whole life just under the dominion of sin. It's like, man, there is so much freedom in Christ so much victory Whew. you say Ryan well I, I believe I believe the truth I believe the promise I've been arming my thinking You know, I, I believe I died with Christ I believe I, re- I was raised with Christ I believe my identity in Christ who I am the new man I, I, I believe that stuff and I've been trying to arm my mind with that but Ryan when am I going to stop sinning just, it's like, I know that stuff, but I'm just mess, still struggling. You say, well, Ryan, well, when, when am I going to get set free? Well, there is a place you need to come to. Number three, there is a place that you need to come to before you will actually begin to overcome sin and walk in the dominion of what is available to you. And that place is the place where you say, I'm done with sin. I'm done with sin. I'm, I'm done. I'm done with sin. I am done with being a slave to sin. I am done with being a slave to my flesh. My flesh that's dead, it's enslaving me, and I'm just done. I was born to walk around like a winner, to walk around victorious. I'm a champion. I want to walk around with that winning feeling. Not because of what I've done, but because of what Christ has done. Amen. We're supposed to walk around you know, feeling righteous, actually not because of what you do, but because of His righteousness in us. I only thought about that the other day. The gift of righteousness. We should actually walk around feeling righteous, feeling the righteousness of God. It's not just a concept of thought. You actually are the righteousness of God in Christ. That's who you are. You should actually feel it in your spirit. It should just emanate through your whole being. You know, what? I, I don't just understand it with my head. I know it that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And I actually, I walk around feeling the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Amen? Yeah. Even when you sin and mess up. Yeah. Okay. But there, there is a place you need to come to before you will overcome sin. And that's when you say, I am done. I am done with sin. I am, I am just done being a slave of sin. And you've got to come to that place. You actually need to come to that place. Because a lot of Christians, a lot of believers, not done with sin, we're not done. So some, some people, we, you know, for, for a while in my life as a believer, I wasn't done with sin. I, th- I thought I was, and I was, you know, that's the right thing to do and to say, right? Amen. Amen. I'm being way more vulnerable than you guys right now. <laughs> No, we're like still young, got some time. Still some fun things that I want to do. You know? God will forgive me. Thank you for grace. Thank you, God, for grace. Grace Grace is a wonderful safety net, amen. Total forgiveness is a wonderful safety net. Thank God for the safety net of grace that as we're walking in the will of God, attempting the great adventures in our calling, and we slip and we fall off, we land in the safety net of His total forgiveness. Amen. But how many of you know we weren't called to just live on the safety net? You're called to walk in a great adventure in your destiny and your calling and your purpose in Christ. You're called to climb mountains. You're called to swing on the trapeze and with fearless, just, you know, the safety net's there so we can be bold and fearless. Amen. But but we're not supposed to just hang out and just live on the safety net. Thank you, God, for the safety net. I can do whatever I want. Thank you for forgiving. You know, grace to God... Is like a hospital. When we sin, it, it restores us, heals us. But I don't just want hospital grace. I want taking my inheritance grace. Amen. I want grace to enter the, the promised land and take what is mine, take my inheritance. That's the grace I want to live in. Thank God for hospital grace. A lot of Christians just live in hospital grace their whole life. I want to get out of the hospital, man. Like, thank God for grace. Thank God for total forgiveness. It's there all the time. Praise God. I love total forgiveness. I preach on it all the time. One of my favorite subjects. Okay, but there, is an, there really is an empowerment of grace. Amen. Don't ever accuse me of preaching a license to sin. I want to see believers walking in victory over sin, walking in dominion, going after the things of God, that God has called them to. You know, so many believers I talk to, you can see the passion in their eyes. They want to live for God. they they hungry for God, but they're they bound by addictions, different things. They, they bound by chains, and you can see the, the pain in their heart, the, the torment brings them, and it's, 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 it is sad. We've, and many of us have, have been there. And, I, and, and I, don't, I don't want to just, you know, have to just say, oh, it's fine, the safety net, just live on the safety net. No, I, I want to give them tools to equip them, to help them to, to get up and take their inheritance, to live free, to break free from addiction. Amen. We can live free from addiction. We don't have to be addicted to anything. You can get totally free from it. Why? Because your, your flesh is dead and you have dominion and victory. Amen. And so there is a place you have to come to before you will overcome sin. And a lot of believers haven't come to this place. Because, and I'll tell you Why? It's because they haven't realized how destructive and distracting sin is. Sin sin really is destructive. It's not innocent. Amen. It it actually wants to take you out and destroy your life. It wants to destroy your marriage. Wants to destroy your children. Wants to destroy your church and it wants to destroy your destiny. It's not innocent. Amen? Don't get all serious on me now. <laughs> I would never preach a license to sin you've got to be an idiot to preach a license to sin what fool preaches a license to sin I've been a pastor been, for many many years been a I've seen the destructive nature of sin in people's lives I've seen what it's done to marriages friends that just destroyed their marriages their children their, their, their church just destroyed just gave it away all for some little bit of sin and thank God for grace. There is grace in the midst of your struggles. Praise God. I've seen, I would never preach a message that encourages people to sin. Amen. I, I preach a message that empowers us to overcome. Amen. But so so some, people, some believers just haven't come to that place. And uh, it was actually, to be honest, the end of last year, I came to that place. I just said, God, I'm done. Different things in my life. You know, I am done done. I am done with that. And now I'm coming into the scripture. He who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. Many believers, they like, you know, they don't see how destructive and distracting sin is. Sin is destructive and distracting. It wants to take you further than you want to go and keep you longer than you want to stay, right? Which that's a prison. That's a prison. It's like, oh no, I don't want to go that far. You know, I just want to play around with a little bit of stuff and not. I don't want to go too far. Well, sin wants to take you further than you want to go, and wants to keep you longer than you want to stay, and it actually wants to destroy your life. And, and some, some, you have to come to that place. where no, I'm I'm done with that. Some believers are like, you know, no, nah, I got some time, and you know, it's like, I want to run. I want to run for Jesus. I want to live for Jesus. I went to. The Birmingham Grace Conference, and I just got fired up, and it was so good, and I, I just want to live, live for Jesus, and then sin taps them on the shoulder, and they're like, praise God, I'm going to run, I'm going to live in my destiny, praise whoa, that looks good, okay, uh, no, no, Jesus, I'm just, I just want just to run for you, and tap, 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 oh, Ooh, that, looks, that looks nice, that looks good. Um, all right, Jesus, just hang on a second. I've got some time, I'm young. It's cool. I just, I'm just gonna go over here for a little bit and uh, right, just one minute. And the devil's like, do it, do it. You should do it, you should do that. Yeah, no, you should do it. And so the devil says, like, no, no, you really, you should do it. Your flesh, you, just, you, you know, just just do it. And you're like, all right, I got some time. I'll, I'll just, for a little bit. And, and, and you do it, it's like, poof, oh, poof, oh, poof, oh. Oh, and then the devil's like, Why'd you do that? You shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have done that. You dirty, filthy sinner. You filthy sinner. Ew, you're so dirty. You're like, Oh, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, I'm such an idiot. Oh. But thank you for grace. Thank you for forgiveness. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you for your forgiveness. All right, Jesus, I'm coming. You come in, coming, Jesus. I'm coming, Jesus. <laughs> and then you go to another conference. You go to church. And there's an awesome worship service. And you get full of the Word. And it's like, wow, so good. I'm going to run for Jesus. <laughs> Praise God. And, and just tap, tap. I'm running for you, Jesus. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, that's nice. That's good. Just, all right, just just wait, Jesus. And you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm going to be running. I'm going to be running for you, Jesus. But just, I'm just going to go over here for a little bit. And <laughs> Oh, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Oh, man. Messed up. Oh, I wrecked some relationships. Oh, got someone pregnant. Oh. Uh, wife's not too happy. <laughs> their, uh, their husband wasn't too happy. He beat me up a little bit more. <laughs> oh, oh. But... Thank you, God, for grace. Thank you for forgiveness. Thank you, I'm forgiven. Oh, I just got a few, few scars. That's all right. Oh, I got a little bit of a limp, but Jesus, Jesus, I'm coming. I'm coming, Jesus. I'm coming, Jesus. I'm gonna live for you, Jesus. Have <laughs> you realized that? That's not grace. That's not where we're called to live. Amen. Now, praise God for grace in that situation can lift us up, can get us back, can get us running for Jesus. But some people don't make it out of that. Some people get taken out by that. And like Jeremiah said, you know, there's no punishment for sin, but there's repercussions. There's consequences. Amen. You might not make it out, or you might make it out, but you're walking with a limp. You're like crawling your destiny. <laughs> Amen. I, 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 just, I just decided I'm, I'm done with that stuff. I'm done. I want to live in the purpose and the calling of God. I want to run after everything He's called me to do. I've been given an important voice on this planet and I want to speak it unhindered, unrestrained. I don't want chains just pulling me back, stopping me from, from being all that I can be. Doing what God has called me to do. Just, I'm just done. just done with this stuff. Amen. How many of you are done? How many of you done? Say, I'm done. Driving past McDonald's. It's like, I'm done. Because <laughs> eating McDonald's is sin, right? No. There's no spiritual consequence, but there'll be physical repercussions. Amen. No. No, we've got to come to that place. We say, I'm done. I'm done, done with sin, and uh, so so Ryan, I've I, I you know I, I believe the promise, and I'm arming my thinking with the, I'm weaponizing my thinking, and I've come to this place where I'm I am done with sin. But you know how, how do I how do I just step into that? How do I walk in that? Got to do the fourth thing, plan. You got to develop a plan you got to develop a plan. And uh, I never ever thought about this, 41 years. And last year I heard Chris Vallotton. He was talking, just talking very vulnerably about his son, Jason. And uh, Jason, when he was 15, he's like he went to his dad. He said, Dad, I'm struggling with pornography. It's just good on him for being so honest and vulnerable. And Chris, you know, he was like a little bit shocked and, and he's like, Chris, Chris said to him, all right, son, what's, what's your plan? What's your plan for getting out of this stuff, for getting victory, walking in victory? What's your plan? The son's like, what are you talking about? What's my plan? It's like, you've got to have a plan. If you want to be successful, come up with a plan. Develop a plan to put all of this stuff that you know, all this victory you know, to put it into practice. And he's like, all right. And he went away, came back with a plan, and uh, started working out this plan, and um, he said, and then three months later, Chris said, How are you doing? He said, uh, uh, Okay, but still, you know, some issues and struggling. And Chris said, Okay, well, what else do you need to adjust? He made some adjustments to his plan and, uh, and then he started doing it and he came into total victory over pornography. Now, Chris, Jason, he, he leads Moral Revolution, travels around the world talking about how to get free from pornography sexual sin and just walking in victory and purity it's one of his strong points and it just really hit me like obviously you can apply this for across your life to whatever things might struggles you might have addictions but having a plan we, you know we make plans for success the world understands this if you want to be successful you've got to have a plan in the church we kind of just lose our mind and think oh no god just is going to do everything you know and it's like no if there's things in life you want, you need a plan. Paul, I believe Paul did some planning. Yes, we walk in the Spirit, and the wind blows wherever it wants. Yes, absolutely. But there's there's also just sometimes when we got to develop a plan. Amen. Paul said in one Corinthians chapter nine, it says uh, you know, athletes they go into strict training. They want to compete. They go into strict training. What is that? That's a plan. They they develop. A regiment, a regime, a plan on how they're going to become fit, how they're going to be able to stand up and get the crown, the the medal, the gold. And and then he said, We need to run in such a way as to win. And see, the the thing is, I I just want to be a winner. I'm done being a loser. Just done. Just done. I just want to live my life and be a winner. I want to live with that winning feeling. I don't know about you, but I, I like the winning feeling, it feels good. We're more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. We're actually called to be winners and champions. Paul says, run in such a way as to win. He's he's, he's not saying like we're we're trying to beat each other because we're not competing against each other. We're actually competing against our flesh. Our flesh doesn't want us to walk in our purpose and our calling and our destiny. Our flesh wants to take us down some dead end road of destruction and distraction. And so we actually, we're running in such a way. Paul says, you know, "I, I beat my flesh. I overcome my flesh. In the same, in the same uh, paragraph, it says, I overcome, I, I bring my body under my subjection so when I preach to others, I will not be disqualified for the prize. Yeah, I bring my body, my flesh, under my subjection, under the control of my spirit so that I will not be disqualified after preaching to others. It's not talking about losing salvation. It's talking about being disqualified from walking in your destiny, not fulfilling your calling, not fulfilling your destiny because your flesh took you out, down some dead end road. And so it says, so if you want to walk in victory and overcome that stuff, you need to train like an athlete. You've got to develop a plan. And so I, I just, God just showed me this revelation end of last year. And I, saw, and I developed a plan. My wife and I, we came up with a plan. All the stuff that we don't want to do anymore and all the stuff that we want to do. We just, we just wrote it down and we come up with a plan and we started on the 1st of January. And, and I want to talk to you a little bit about a plan, how to develop a plan. This is the fourth thing. But see, you've got to develop your own plan. Because I can't really, no one can really give you a plan because then you can cheat. But if you develop your own plan, you know what's going to work for you. You know what you need. You know what you're struggling with. You develop your own plan. That's the plan that, it, that is going to work. Amen. And so I, I just want to share with you the, the plan that, that we had. And if you can draw stuff from that and it helps you, then awesome. Um, and if you feel like you've got another way to do it, praise God, go for that. But um, this, this can apply, you know, perhaps not even just to sin. It could be just different things that you're struggling with, addictions. Okay, like smoking. You, you're, done, you're done with smoking. Smoking is not a sin. I don't believe smoking cigarettes is a sin. Um, some people believe, you know, that that's that touches your lips, that's it, you're burning in hell forever. I'm like, what the what kind of gospel's that? It's not in the gospels. No, you believe in Jesus, then you go to heaven, you're going to be with him forever. Cigarettes, you know, might get you, to, might get you there quicker, right? As they say, but um, but you know, you might just I, I don't judge anyone that smokes cigarettes, but you might just decide, I'm just done with that. I'm done with being addicted to being a slave to these little pathetic little things that are telling me what to do no i'm going to tell them what to do you can just go i'm done you know it, it could just whatever is your thing your struggle it could be alcohol drinking too much it could be overeating it could be overspending you know i, I just I, I get sad i get depressed and i just got to eat the ice cream and uh you know all day I, I'm, I'm on this new diet all day i I like had salad in the morning and salad for lunch and a little bit of fish for dinner and then at 11pm I had uh, three packets of Oreos and two litres of ice cream. <laughs> um, yeah. Whatever it is. Spending. I get sad, I get depressed, I just have to go and buy something. And then you buy it and then it's fun for like a few minutes and then you realise you don't have money to pay your bills and Savings and, and living expenses. And then it's like, oh no, I'm so financially stressed and uh, it makes you more stressed and oh, I need to cope with this. I've got to go and buy something nice and new and just get in this cycle, cycle of overspending. So w- whatever it is that you're struggling with, um, I'm going to tell you the plan. There's like five five things in our plan that, that my wife and I came up with. The first thing is make a quality decision. Make a quality decision. And I, I just want to tell you like, I believe that this really works. And so if, if, if you actually do these things, follow them, I, I believe they will have incredible um, success in your life. I, I really believe that. First thing is, um, first thing is, make a quality decision. Quality decision, I'm done with that. It's like I believe like almost 50 percent of the victory comes from you just deciding, I'm, I'm done with that. I just had enough with that stuff. I don't need that in my life. I'm, it's time to break free from that. I'm getting free from that and I'm going after God. I'm not a slave to this stuff. I'm done with it. I'm making a quality decision. I'm done. All right, and then write down all the things that you're done with. Just just make a list, all the things that you're done with, different addictions, different sin, different things that you're done with. Just, Just make a list. I'm done with this. I'm done with that. I'm making my list because I'm done with those things, all right? Second thing is, set a date. Set a date somewhere in the future, maybe four to six weeks. Don't make it today or tomorrow, but set a date where you are going to start, you're going to execute this this plan. It's the big day. You You can even call it the big day. This is the big day. See, I came into this revelation towards the end of last year and uh, like early December and I decided January 1st is, is the day that I'm, 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 I'm done with that stuff. I'm going to just walk in who I am in Christ. I'm going to walk in the Spirit. I'm going to walk in my victory and I'm going to rule and reign over these things. I just decided January 1st is the day. Don't make it today or tomorrow because then you'll try it. You'll still be struggling with some stuff and then you think, oh no, this doesn't work. You need to actually build up to the day. I'm going to tell you about that in a little bit, how to actually work up towards that day to set yourself up to have the most success on that day. Amen? So, but but make a date. It could be four to six weeks in the future. It could be your birthday. could be a significant, some significant date. Uh, I think the the, the best time of year to do it is January the 1st. We're all feeling a little bit more optimistic. Amen? (laughs) That's what we did. And, uh, Now, this actually isn't New Year's resolutions. Most times, New Year's resolutions don't work for people because they don't have all the other stuff, the foundational stuff, the truth. They haven't weaponized their mind. They don't understand the the truth of what has happened. And also, they haven't actually prepared themselves properly for that day. They've just done all their stuff up to that day and just somehow, mysteriously, January 1st is going to change everything. It doesn't. You've You've got to prepare yourself. Amen? All right. So, set the date. Thirdly, work towards that date. Work towards that date. There's some things to do you can do to prepare you for that day, the big day. And that is <laughs> practice fasts, doing some practice fasts, fasting. Amen. Praise God. New covenant, new covenant word. See, see, fasting is resistance training. That's what it is. Fasting is resistance training. You're resisting your flesh resisting your flesh I'm going to not eat food for two days or one day one day I'm just not going to eat food I'm going to drink water but I'm not going to eat food for one day or two days and, and my stomach's going to be crying out my flesh my stomach, my flesh please, the chips the chocolate anything it's just your stomach's just your flesh is screaming and your spirit's saying nah, I resist you I'm saying no See, because I'm in control, and I've decided no, we're not gonna be eating for two days, and you go to sleep hungry. I uh, was so hungry, I need to eat, and just enjoy that hunger feeling. Just enjoy it, because you know what that is? That feeling, that's your spirit ruling, that's your spirit reigning. You're saying, No, I'm not a slave to my stomach, I'm not a slave to my flesh. No, my spirit is in control, and I'm saying no. Resistance training, you're training yourself, your spirit. To take dominion over your flesh and to resist your flesh. See, our problem is we're just so used to giving in to everything. Just yes, 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 yes. We've got no resistance training. That's why when you make New, new Year's resolutions, it doesn't work. You need to build up your resistance. You need to you know, it, um, help your spirit to rise into ascendancy. And your flesh and your mind is your servant. Amen. God has made our flesh wonderful. He's made our mind wonderful. Our, our body and our mind is wonderful, but they terrible bosses. They're supposed to be servants to our spirit. Our spirit is supposed to be the one in victory and control. Amen. Our reborn spirit that is one with Christ. That is, we, you know, if, if if your mind and your body, if your flesh is in control, then your spirit can't actually surrender to God and walk in the purposes of God because your flesh is, is controlling you. And wanting to take you this way, your spirit wants to go this way. And so, Our mind and our body are good, but they're really good servants. They're supposed to serve our spirit, and our spirit is supposed to rule over our mind and our body so that we can surrender to God and walk in the purposes. And so, fasting actually is all about that. That's what fasting is. Fasting's not about trying to twist God's arm for a blessing, for a miracle. It's absolutely, fasting's got nothing to do with that. Fasting's got nothing to do with God. Fasting's about you, it's about us. It's about us getting victory and authority rising. Into that spiritual place of dominion, getting in tune to the spirit, it's not being so cluttered up with fleshy, the flesh, the world, amen. It's actually putting those things down. That's why we offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, renew our minds so that we might walk in the purpose and the perfect will of God. Offering your body, renewing your mind, it's that's all about surrender your body and your mind, surrendering to your spirit. So that your spirit actually can surrender to God. And when it is surrendered to God, you will walk in the absolute perfect will of God. Amen. And so practice fasting. In that time, yeah, be praying, getting sensitive to God, awakening your reborn spirit, awakening your new nature, learning to just get used to walking in the spirit. I'm fasting. It's got good benefits as well. Fasting, lose some weight. Amen. Amen. Um, and so do some practice fast. Maybe once a week, you, d- you do a practice fast. This is what, what I did. Once a week, maybe 24 hours or 48 hours, if you feel really game. It's, it's hard to go beyond 24, uh, 48 hours. You know, If, you, if you're really game, go, go longer, 48 hours. But once, once a week, do maybe one day or two days. And uh, over that time, You're going to begin to build up resistance. Your spirit's going to get used to walking in dominion. So that on the big day, you execute your plan. All of a sudden, you're used to resisting. Amen? You're used to resisting. And so when that big day comes, when the big day comes, just execute your plan. No, I'm walking in dominion, walking in control. Okay, and then the other thing to do while while you're doing some fast, while you're building up towards that day, there's another thing that you can do. And that is find some healthy alternatives for stress. This is so important. Find some healthy alternatives to release your stress, to get rid of stress. Okay, because life builds up stress. Life builds up stress. If you're married, if you're in church ministry, leadership, You understand stress, amen? Just life, you don't even have to be married or, you know, in church ministry, but life just builds up stress and we actually, we need, our body needs to get that stress out. If we don't get that stress out, something fails. Stress over time, you know, not maintained or managed is going to lead to disaster because eventually it'll come out in some way or other. And I'm convinced that a lot of the unhealthy habits we develop come from poorly managing stress. A lot of the bad habits, they are quick fixes to getting rid of stress. Stress, so stressed. I don't have time to, I'm just so stressed. I've got, I've got to get, I've, so so that we eat. Eat. Stress eating. It's even called, it's got a name, stress eating. I just uh, eat, and that just helps me, you know, and, and that's a bad habit. It develops Yeah, A lot of, Men don't have a lust problem, they have a stress problem. Life builds up stress. You're stressed about different things, different situations. And uh, lust, it's, it's a quick way to get rid of stress. It's a release from stress. And uh, if you can actually find healthy alternatives to get rid of stress, like going to the gym Skydiving, jet skiing, fun stuff. Fun stuff that actually get there there are healthy ways to get rid of stress so we don't actually turn to the unhealthy ways. You actually build, you know, do these healthy stress releases, and you'll find these unhealthy desires will actually diminish. Telling you now, they will diminish and they will diminish. They will. I just got such an eating problem. No, you don't. You got a stress problem. Stressed about stuff. And, and it just makes you feel good for a while. But it doesn't, it's, it's, it's an unhealthy alternative. There are more healthy ways. You know, I, I, I get stressed, out. We, we smoke. It's, people say, I just get so stressed out, that's why I smoke. You know, it's like, yeah, that might relieve stress for a while, but it's an unhealthy way to relieve stress. There's other things you can do that are healthy, that are actually just, you're getting stress out of your body, getting, releasing stress away from you in a healthy, fun way. I'll tell you, the 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 desires for the unhealthy things will diminish. Amen? And so my wife and I, we decided, you know, we're going to go to the gym. We just, we're like, you know, first of January, we're going to sign up. We're going to start going to the gym. That's a good, healthy way to to get rid of stress. Like now we like going, go to the gym and we'll just pump some weights, like exercising dominion over my flesh. My flesh's like, no, don't do that. Stop it, Oh, it's hurting, stop it. I'm like, no, rah. dominion, dominion. And then, and then I'll you know go for a swim. We go for a swim at the, at the gym as well. And then have a shower and then you walk out just feeling so good. I just, I feel so good when I walk out of the gym. I feel so refreshed. I feel like stress has just left me. And also I feel like a winner. Like I went in there and I, I ruled and I reigned. My flesh didn't wanna to go to the gym. My spirit said, yes, you're going. We're going to the gym. We're going to rule and reign. And you walk out there feeling like a winner, feeling refreshed. i tell you, there's something so powerful about it. All of a sudden, these unhealthy things that I just needed to, I don't need to really do them anymore. Amen? Amen? You know, I, I, we decided we're going to eat healthy. Because when I turned 40, my, my guts just started growing. And I was like, What's happening? And people warned me about this. I didn't think it was going to happen, you know. My dad warned me. So, I mean, I have been blessed with fairly good genetics. I know there's different body types and stuff. Um, thank God I've, I've, I've got a fast metabolism, so I can get away with stuff. Other people, that don't have as fast a metabolism, and you don't really get away with it. But if I had a slow metabolism, you know, when I was 40, you know, I was... See, I, I love my, my stress relief was sitting on the couch, watching UFC, eating a whole bag of chips, eating a block of chocolate, and drinking beer. I was just like, "Praise God, I'm in the glory! Hallelujah, Hallelujah!" It was just just wonderful. And I'd just smash a whole bag of chips, eat a block of chocolate, and if I had a slower metabolism, I, I would have just gotten gotten much bigger. And it's no no sin. It's, no, it's not a sin. But I just personally don't want that, you know, and uh, and so and, and I put on like eight kilograms, nine kilograms, probably like close to 20 pounds. All of a sudden, just like, what's happening? What's going on? If I keep going this way, it's, it's like no. I, and so my wife and I, for the whole like last two years, we were just like struggling a little bit with with our weight, and we, and we finally just thought, that's it. We're done. We're done. We're done with struggling. We're going to exercise on dominion and victory. And so we, we decided we're going to eat healthy. For 2000 and this year, the whole year, we decided we're going to give up certain things and we're going to do some other things and we're going to eat mostly protein, cut out sugars. For, for at least for the first three months, we we're going to cut out sugars, cut out carbs and eat mostly protein because sugar and carbs equals fat. It's just, it's just fact. It's just sugar and carbs equals fat. It's like our body, you know. And so anyway, we went on the, just mainly protein. And um, after about three months, we, we'd lost about eight, eight kilograms, nine kilograms each and just got leaner. It was just like, yeah, that's nice. That's a winning feeling. Getting that winning feeling. Dominion. Dominion over the sugars. And my body, my flesh was crying out oh, the chips. Give me the chips, please, the chips. It's like, no, I'm done. <laughs> I'm ruling, I'm reigning. And anyway, on the big day, just you've built yourself up to that day. You've practiced fasting. You've, you've, you're doing some healthy alternative. You're getting stress out. And then that big day comes. Just execute the day. Just say, this is it. This is the day I'm just giving up all the stuff. I'm walking into in, in dominion and victory, and uh, this this is where the power comes. This is this is where it becomes really effective. You know, you go the first day, wow, I didn't do all that that stuff, you know, and I actually did all these other things, and, and then the, the next day, wow, I, I didn't I didn't do that stuff. I resisted all those things, and I'm just walking in, in some victory. It's like wow, that's, that feels good, and then the third day, it's like. That's amazing! That, oh, wow, I can't believe this. It's is, is like really good. And then the fourth day, and the fifth day, and you you're just like, wow! I'm I'm walking in victory and dominion over these things. I'm saying no to certain things, and I feel like my spirit's rising up and it's ruling. And I'm actually making decisions from my spirit, not from my flesh. And I'm actually coming back into that place of victory and dominion. And five days, and a week goes by, and then two weeks goes by. The first two weeks is the hardest. You might have to push through some stuff, especially addictions, cravings, strong cravings. There is, you just you just, you have to push through some of that stuff. Your flesh is addicted, and you got to, emotionally, physically, you got to push through some of it. And you know what? You can, you can say no. You're not a slave. So oh, I'm just a slave. Nothing I can do. No, you can do something. Two weeks goes by, and I tell you, the more time that you can put between your start date and your current day, the more powerful you're going to feel, the more of a winner you're going to feel the more of a champion you're going to feel. Two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. Wow, I can't believe I'm I'm not doing this. I've been ruling over that stuff. I feel good. I feel victorious. I feel strong. I feel like a champion. I feel like a winner. And you know what? The more of that power that you build up in your life, the less you're going to want to give it away for some cheap little quick fix of sin. That's where the power is. You've got to build your power, build your victory, build your winning. Now, yes, if you stumble and fall in that time, you land in the safety net. Praise God. Get back up. Thank Him for grace. Thank Him for forgiveness. And just get back on course with what you're doing, walking and ruling and reigning. And just keep putting time between your start date and your current date. I'll tell you, the longer you go. I mean, my wife and I now, seven months, seven months, having all the the stuff we're struggling with, not struggling with it at all complete and utter victory and dominion over it and I feel like a winner I feel like a champion I feel like I'm walking in this place of dominion and authority and now stuff that used to tempt me doesn't even tempt me it's, it's like I don't need that anymore this feeling of victory and winning is so much better Amen. it's so the, the feeling of victory and winning and dominion is so much greater than anything sin can offer it actually is it actually really is Feeling of walking in victory and dominion in Christ is far greater than anything that sin can offer. Amen. And I'm done with that stuff. And and if I do get tempted with that as does tap me on the shoulder, all of a sudden I've got this this incredible reservoir of strength and victory inside of me. I'm just like, I'm done. No, I'm done. I'm done. Done with that. Lustful thoughts, happen to see a bus drive past, sexy girl. It's like ooh, done. I'm done. Amen. We've got a little bit quiet here. It's real. That stuff's real, right? Yeah. Stuff's real. Okay? Stuff is real. But I tell you, healthy alternatives. Fasting. Just walking in victory. I tell you, the more you build up that that winning feeling, I tell you, it's like that stuff comes and taps you on the shoulder. It's like it gets less and less appealing. Yeah. Less and less desirable. It, it You know, and I'm telling you, there is a place you can come to where you can walk in total victory. Over the things that you struggle with, you can walk in victory over those things. See, most of us don't walk around thinking about crack cocaine, right? Okay, maybe some of you, okay, <laughs> you're just thinking about it right there. No, like most of us don't think, this doesn't even tempt us. Not even, you know, maybe some people have come out of that and you, that, that has been your struggle. Maybe most of us here that it's never been our struggle. You don't think about crack cocaine. It doesn't tempt you. You can get to that place with the things that you are struggling with. You can get to that place where you don't even think about it. It's like taps you on the shoulder. You're like, why? What? Why would I want to do that? Amen. Tell you you can grow that winning feeling on the inside as that grows. As that grows, you just get bigger and stronger, walking in the Spirit. I tell you, stuff tries to get your attention. It's like, no, nah, I'm not going to give this away. I'm not giving this away for some cheap little flirting, flittering moment of sin. No, nah, not doing it. Just not doing it. Amen. And that is how I believe you walk in dominion over sin. Hey, this is Ryan Rufus from New Nature Ministries, and I just want to encourage you that uh, if you're enjoying New Nature Ministries and being fed and being blessed, uh, would you consider making a financial donation um, or even possibly partnering with us on a monthly basis? We just absolutely value and appreciate any financial amount that you give. Uh, We appreciate your partnership And it's just a wonderful thing to have other people standing with us in this gospel. We're not going to charge for the gospel. We're going to just take it to the nations. And God is our source and our provider. But uh, we just want to give you the opportunity as well to stand with us financially and to sow a seed into this ministry. And I truly believe that that seed, God is going to honor that seed. He's going to bless that seed. And it's going to bring a harvest um, of blessing in many people's lives and including your life. And so no pressure, this is up to you. Just if it's resonating with your heart, um, we just want to give you that opportunity. And so you can go to our website, newnatureministries.org, and look on the Partner Give page. It's got all the information on there. I just want to say thank you uh, for considering standing with us financially, and I just pray God's blessings be multiplied to you. In Jesus' name, God bless.